0: Welcome to Hashtags and Stilettos with Sakita Holly, the podcast that's like having your own personal publicist in your pocket, sharing business, lifestyle, and PR tips on demand. This episode I'm so excited about because it's how to get a new job, a new client, or secure opportunities for yourself using a blueprint that I've used and created over the years called the Sakita Method. I first shared this methodology, if you will, on hashtagsinstalettles.com back in 2012. And it's what I've used to pretty much secure most of the jobs that I've had and what I've used to secure clients in the five years that I've been running House of Success PR. I swear by this method, I stand by it. And I can wholeheartedly tell you that if you employ these steps that I'm about to outline, you yes, you, will be successful in getting a new job, client, or opportunity. I guarantee it. Like, it is foolproof. But you know what proof it's not, though? Lazy proof. Like, if you are content where you are in life or doing what you've been doing, applying for jobs and playing that whole wait-and-see game, don't waste another second of your time listening to this podcast. Seriously, like, just stop. Press the stop button, go on about your day, and act like this never happened. But if you are ready for a shift to happen in your life, if you're ready to realize the true power that you have to change your own life and create opportunities for yourself, then keep on listening, keep on listening. So without further ado... I'm about to get into it. There are 10 total steps in the cicada method, so make sure you have your notepads ready. Step one of the cicada method, skip human resources and stalk the CEO. I have gotten most of my jobs, most of my clients by speaking directly to the CEO or another high-ranking executive within the department where you want to work. Think about this. Think about the last time you went grocery shopping and you only needed to grab a few items. You know, the store is packed, and as you approach the checkout lines, you notice that all but one of the lines is winding through the aisles. Do you stand in line with the folks that have three months of groceries in their cart? Or... Do you quickly find the express or customer service line and beg them to open up their register to scan your milk and cookies? When it comes to a job or a company, the HR department is the longest line. That's the longest line at the grocery store. Why would you ever want to stand there? If you're just submitting your resume to the HR department and that's your whole strategy, you're already hustling backwards. Instead of joining the longest line, which again is HR, your best bet is to figure out the CEO or another, you know, vice president, president, whoever, contact information and send them a thoughtful email, not a cover letter, telling them why you like their company and how you would add value as an employee. Before you close that email and hit send, you need to insert the ask the ASK. Um, it can be coffee, lunch, an informational interview, etc. But you want to get really, really, really specific about what you want so that the person on the other end who definitely has a busy schedule can visualize it. Most people can agree to a 10 to 15 minute intro call, and that's usually these days what I'll ask for. Um, because a lot of times I get so many emails from people and I'm just like, well, okay, what do you want? What would you like me to do with this information? You you will s- talk yourself into emailing somebody, which I know for people takes a lot of energy and a lot of pep talks. And then when you email them, you don't even ask for anything. What do you want? Figure that out and put that in your email. And before we get to the next tip, I want to share a story and read you an email that I sent to a PR firm CEO when I was looking for an internship back in 2007. I've shared another email on on hashtagsandstilettos.com that helped me land my first PR internship, but this one I have never shared publicly, and it is probably my favorite email that I have ever sent in my entire life. Because I talk so much shit in this email, y'all. Like, I (laughs) was talking all the junk. And I'm so proud of it. Like, I'm so proud of who I was in 2007. Like, I'm very proud. But I want to share this with you because everything that I'm going to say on this episode, the Sakita Method, everything that I tell you here, Twitter, the blog, wherever... It's true to who I am. These are actual things that I do. These are things that I have done, and they work, period. So before I read the email, I want to give you a little bit of background. I was still a student at the time, and I was interested in interning at this PR firm. And this was probably a few months after the iPhone came out, so none of today's social media channels existed. But the CEO had a blog. Uh, his blog was probably a year old at that point, so it was easy for me to read all of his posts. From reading those posts, I learned that he would often write his blog posts around three to four in the morning while he was on the treadmill at the gym. So I sent my email at five. I'm usually up in the middle of the night anyway, so it's not like I had to like set an alarm and get up early. But I sent it when I knew he'd be most likely to see it. And when I knew that there probably wasn't anyone else emailing him at that time. Like, you've got to be strategic about it in, with everything that you do. But I can still visualize the night that I sent this email. I was laying in my dorm room bed with my laptop on my stomach. I can see it. And I'm sure if you just close your eyes for a second, you can probably picture it too. But without further ado... I'm going to read you this email. I sent this email Wednesday, November 28th, 2007 at 5.08 p.m. That's going to be important to know. So the subject line of this email is the future of PR. (laughs) Here we go. Dear Mr. X. I am a Howard University student and the future of the public relations industry. Today, I spent two hours reading your blog from the first post on Tuesday, January 26, 2006 to yesterday's entry that you posted at 8.23 a.m. I think you're great plain and simple. What you've done with X in this short amount of time is amazing. And I plan on doing a case study on X for my entrepreneurship practicum. Not to mention that I was speaking with Marcia Silverman about you and X over the summer in relation to a panel that you both were a part of, and she had nothing but good things to say about you. I want to work for X. Why? Besides the fact that it is a great example of the future of the industry, the people are great. I'm currently working with X on a story for the Howard University paper, The Hilltop, of which I am the deputy life and style editor. I want to be a part of the X movement and culture. I am looking for a summer 2008 internship and thinking about the foundation from which to build my career when I graduate in 2009. My drive passion, dedication, and obsession with PR is unrivaled and unmatched by my peers. My grind cannot be challenged, mainly because I have a sense of entitlement and I believe that the public relations industry is mine. I am the future. And while my competition sleeps, I go harder. I am also a firm believer in sweat equity. The more work you put into a product or project, the closer you'll be to creating a masterpiece. Magic Johnson once told me that how you do something is how you do everything. With that said, I know that you are an expert at making the best decisions before any of your competitors. So I urge you to make the right choice and allow me to grow and succeed at X. Or someone else will. I welcome the opportunity to meet with you sometime in December for an informational interview, although I should know enough about the company from reading every word on the website over and over again, and to discuss my possible employment with X. Let me know which dates work best for you. Best regards. (laughs) And then, and then, almost 10 years ago, I'm signing email, Sakita, Miss Success Holly. Like, who... Who was I? <laughs> like, who, what? What? Girl, who, who, shout out to me then. Like, I don't even, I'm not even that bold today, really. But do you, do you see what that email was? Like, I was, I, I talked all the shit, but let me, rem, let me go back to. I sent that email Wednesday, November 28, 2007 at 5:08 p.m. The CEO of that company who did not know me, who I who had no contact with me before that, emailed me back at 7:32 a.m. and said, "Thanks for the great cover letter. My HR department will be in touch this week and if they are not follow up with me. I look forward to meeting you." Done. Short, simple, to the point. 9 a.m. that day, I had a call from their head of HR asking me when I could come to New York for a meeting. Done. Quick, quick, quick. Sent the email at 5.08, got a response at 7.32, got a phone call at 9 a.m. Done. It works. It works. Because even though I said skip HR, I'm not saying that HR is not a valuable function. Obviously, companies need a human resources department, but why, if I would have sent that email to the head of HR, what's the likelihood that that person would have seen it? If everybody else is going to that line at the grocery store, if everybody else is going there, I'm going to be at in the line somewhere. But nobody who's looking for a job at this firm is emailing the CEO, and nobody period in the world for the most part is emailing them at 5:08 in the morning. I am in the express line. I am one of one. And I that's how you get intent, uh people's attention. That's how you change the change the trajectory of your own opportunities. Like I got bumped up to the front of the line because the CEO said so. His own words my hr department will be in touch if they are not let me know i'm i'm in there and unfortunately i didn't take the position because i decided to stay in dc and do summer school and again the firm is based in new york but i did go to new york and get an interview i did get offered the job and there it goes like and i've done that time and time and time and time and time and time again skip hr find a change maker, find a decision maker within the company you want to work for. It may not be the CEO, but it could be the director of that department. It could be a regional director. You know, find somebody who makes decisions in where you want to be and reach out to that person first. Next, step 2 of the Sakita method is you want to shred your resume and cover letter and build a personal brand instead. Now look, I know that we have not gotten to a point yet where we can completely shred or discard cover letters and resumes, but you can't have these or let these be your only weapons. They can't be in In regards to you getting a job or an opportunity, they can't be the only things you have in your arsenal. Having a good resume and cover letter alone is is not impressive. Use the resources you have at your disposal to build a personal brand in your chosen field because this is what is going to make you an attractive candidate to your next employer. You hear all the time how people are getting hired uh, on their social media, You know, you got people like DJ Khaled. I mean, he was already successful, but I mean, the success he's had this year based on Snapchat is astronomical because people now, they love his music, but they get to see the person and they like the person and this person is a fit for what other people want to do. And he's bringing that type of energy that we wouldn't have seen had he stuck to the studio, had he stayed, you know, in his lane, so to speak. You also have the internet, blogs, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, Periscope, Snapchat, Vine. I mean, the possibilities really are endless. Figure out Which channel works best for your personality? And use it like crazy to bring the words on your cover letter and resume to life. If I read your resume, I want to be able to go somewhere and see some evidence of the work that you say you've done. Like anyone who's been following me for any amount of time know that I talk about a lot of things from a PR perspective. So when something happens, people usually turn to me for my PR opinion. I mean, that's an effective personal brand. If you'd like more information about branding and and personal branding, uh, I have a a podcast episode, uh, episode 13, I believe, uh, titled uh, Your Brand is What the Audience Says It Is. There's a lot of information in there about how you can kind of position yourself, uh, whether it's you, your small business, whatever. But again, like you, personal branding is huge. Like, who are you? People want to hire stars. People want someone who can be entrepreneurial in a role, somebody who will take responsibility and kind of make it their own. Like, what do you add to a company? What do you add to a company's culture? People want to see that. So, Again, step two of the Sakita method is to shred your resume and cover letter and build a personal brand. Step three of the Sakita method is really important. It's pick the company you want to work for. Don't let the company pick you. We all have a finite amount of time on earth and of that time we can expect to work about 30 to 40 years. Why waste any of that time applying for every job you see instead of focusing in on only the companies where you really want to work. The email that I read to you earlier would not have been possible if I was sending it as a cover letter to everybody. If I was sending it to every CEO of companies that I didn't care about, you, like I wouldn't have been able to do that research if I didn't care. That's why it was impactful. Because I, I, sp- I spoke to things that would have mattered to that CEO. And if you're applying to jobs, yeah, you're not just going to apply for one company. And that's why people get lazy. Because if you want to send an impactful email or letter to 10 companies, that's a lot of work. you got to give a fuck. you got to care. So... If you want to be a product manager, don't apply for every product manager role you see. Because you may get the job for a product you don't want to manage. Why? Why Why would you do that? I want you guys to, like, this is just very important. Like, people are so passive in and about their own lives. How? You have to believe that you have some control over your life. You can't operate from a place of allowing things to happen to you by chance. You have to know that you have the power to be strategic and map out your career. You can map out this dream career where every move is Uh, a checkmate where every move is taking you to a higher level, to a new place, to a better place. You can be and you need to be the CEO of your career path. You do have that power and that choice. You have to get strategic about what you're doing. You have to be intentional. And I mean this. Y'all take a back seat to your own lives. And then you wonder... Why am I not here? Why am I not getting this call? Why am I not doing that? Because you chilling and you waiting for somebody to say, hey, you, come and do this. That is not real. That does not happen to people who are passive. The people who get called and picked on are the visible people, the people that are moving you got to move. You got to make moves and you got to be strategic about where where you want to go in your life. So, again, step three, pick the company you want to work for. Don't let the company pick you. I tell people all the time, make a list of 25 companies that you actually love, that you care about, that you're interested in and start there using the tools that I've give, that I'm telling you in the Sakita method, step four of the Sakita method, part time effort yields part time results. Listen, you can either put in that work and go hard, or you can remain unemployed. You can remain in that dead end job that you hate. You can remain in that unprofitable business. You can remain the underdog uh, in the freelance world. The choice is yours. It's all yours. Because there is no shortcut to any place worth going. There is no shortcut to your goals. There is no shortcut to getting that dream job or that dream promotion or that dream salary. like There is no shortcut. If your current effort in getting a new job, client, or opportunity revolves around you just submitting an application into the universe and to the HR people and that's it, you may as well kiss that opportunity goodbye. It's not going to stop for you. It's not going to happen for you like that. It's just not. It's not like I don't know what you, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. It's not going to happen. But if you put in a little bit more effort, if you actually try and you get super focused and and strategic and use some of the ways that I've already outlined in the Sakita Method, doors are gonna begin to open for you. You have to create your own luck. It's as simple as that. You have to create. Your own luck. And the way you create your own luck is by effort. Intentional, strategic, focused, relentless effort. Step five of the Sakita method is if you have a unique point of view, find a way to share it. There's a quote that I've seen floating around. It goes like, nobody is you and that is your magic. This goes back to what I talked about regarding personal branding earlier. When I outlined all those platforms, like, I missed them. Like, I don't, did I, say, did I say Periscope? Did I say Pinterest, Vimeo, Craigslist? I mean, the possibilities of where you can build your brand are endless. And I'm sure there will be a new app tomorrow or next week that would create a new set of stars and influencers. But the time to become more intentional about your public persona or personal brand is right now. Don't worry about what you haven't done yet. Don't, don't worry that somebody else has been on YouTube since the first day. So what? Get started. It's your turn. Step six of the Sakita method is to build meaningful relationships. Because networking doesn't begin when you need something. Relationships. Are key. You know how people say, you know, who you know, it's not who you know, but who knows you and, and all those different quotes. Relationships matter, especially now. The way that we work has changed so drastically and is going to continue to change. The traditional path that people have taken, that's not real. So what the relationships that you create are really where your net worth and you know, is going to end up being. So, and I, I talk about my approach to networking in episode 20 of this podcast. That uh, episode is called How to Build a Killer Network as a Boss Introvert. There are some great tips there. So I would suggest that, you know, once you finish listening to this and you listen to episode 13, you also listen to episode 20. But getting into this whole networking thing just a little bit, People have the whole networking game all wrong. They think of it as hoarding contacts and getting all the business cards that you can get. And, you know, they think of it as a very transactional experience. And, you know, I want to know you because you can help me do X. You can help me get X. You can help me be X. That's not how it goes. Networking is all about a living, breathing ecosystem and not just about transactions. Knowing people is cool, but that's not where the magic happens. You have to add value to people's lives and not focus on just what they can do for you. Because the sign of a truly powerful network is when you can be a resource To people, and when people come to you as that resource, when they know you're the go to person for this thing. And in turn, for the most part, people will bend over backwards to return the favor, or they'll often go out of their way to help you when an opportunity presents itself. You want to be top of mind, you want to be on people's radar. So you have to build relationships with integrity. Be honest. Don't be transactional. Don't, you know, don't think, well, they haven't done anything for me. I'm not doing nothing for them. Don't be greedy. Don't be selfish. Be of service. Step seven of the Sakita method. Cancel your subscription to mediocrity. And this is a quote by Marvette Brito a uh, powerhouse publicist, entrepreneur, producer. She's a lot of things. I interned uh, with her early in my career. And I remember the day I'm in the office, you know, working, whatever, and somebody did something, so they were getting yelled at. And I, you know, I'm minding my business. You could overhear it or whatever because they, they weren't behind closed doors. I'm, you know, doing my work, but then Marvette says something, something, something. You need to cancel your subscription to mediocrity. And when I tell you, my neck whipped around, like it. I was in The Exorcist because I looked. I needed to look in her face, in in process what I just heard. Did you just tell somebody to cancel their subscription to mediocrity? Is that what just happened? I needed to look in her face to be sure because my, I mean, that's just my ministry, right? That's just, I could never articulate that before in that way and that's something I will never forget I remember leaving and telling calling my grandmother and saying let me tell you like that moment will forever be etched in my brain because it changed my life it's like yes cancel your subscription to mediocrity if you want to be whack if you're going to be whack be whack over there not over here not by me, not by my people. You got to go. Cancel your subscription to Mediocrity was, touch me on a spiritual level, okay? And But seriously, it's like, if you're going to suck, make sure you pick a career that pays you a lot of money for average work. One of the things that I say, my quotes, one of my things that I fully stand by is that You can have a standard of excellence before you're excellent. And this means that even if you're a beginner, even if your only skill is counting to 10, I need you to show me that there has never been a person who could count to 10 better. If that's all you can do. like You may not be an expert, but you do know something. And it's important to be excellent right where you are. It's important to be excellent in the small things, in the details, because it matters. You won't be able to get to the next level until you can master where you are. Step eight of the Sakita Method. Accept responsibility for where you are in life. This is a big one. Now look, don't be mad at me for what I'm about to say, but... It may be your fault that you are unemployed, that you haven't progressed in your blog, your business, your side hustle. You haven't gotten that promotion. I mean, you have to be realistic. Look, there are things that I want to accomplish with House of Success PR or even my own personal brand, and I can point to the exact reason or things that I have not done to make those things happen. It's my fault. So, until I put in that work, until I make certain adjustments, I'm not going to reach certain goals because, again, there are no shortcuts. So, instead of dwelling or complaining about where you are in life, which is something I see every day, y'all be complaining, boy. Y'all be on Twitter, on whatever, just, why can't I find a job? Why can't I find a client? Like, y'all be mad but if you don't channel that energy into action and do something about it you're never going to get where you want to go if you really hate your job that much if you really hate whatever it is make a move period step nine of the sakita method is to pick yourself and create your own opportunities I actually went on a bit of a Twitter rant uh, about this thing the other day. So I'm just going to read those tweets for the people who don't follow me on Twitter. My Twitter and Instagram are Miss Success. That's M-I-S-S Success. And my Snapchat is Miss Success with an extra S at the end. So on Twitter, I said, Do not wait to be picked. Pick yourself and start creating the opportunities that you want. A lot of people think that they need to wait to be tapped for things, and when they're not, they feel like they're not good enough. But that's not true. People may not even see you. Visibility plus proximity leads to access. Notice I didn't say talent, because a lot of times talent is not even what propels people forward. The people doing the picking may not even know your brilliant ass exists. The people that usually get picked for stuff are the loudest, are the most visible. Never underestimate the value of being on a key decision maker or gatekeeper's radar because that radar shortlist is where opportunities form and come together. Getting on someone's radar has never been easier because people are much more accessible than they've ever been. Find their email or contact And reach out. I've talked a lot already about how you can go about that. But be clear when you reach out again on what it is that you want. Don't just say hi. Figure out what you want or, you know, what value you can add and say that. For example, you know, I've created a platform that when I'm interested in the work someone's doing, I may ask to interview them for the blog or the podcast. They get to tell their story and I get to leave an impact. And an impression. That interview is now a future combo entry point. When I circle back, I can say, hey, remember when we talked about this? Or remember when we did that? And we often talk about how everything you want is on the opposite side of fear. But really, it's on the other side of your comfort level. If you're really, really comfortable, and I talked about this earlier, Chances are you're not doing enough to get you to that next level goal. You want to look at that goal and break it down into a list of what it will require of you. Is it more visibility, more education and training, more discipline? Some of the things your goal will require of you will be easy and the others will take you out of your comfort zone. They will have you out on the edge. And I've been, you know, I talk a lot to people who value their privacy, but their goals require hyper visibility. You're gonna have to leave your comfort zone. If you need to go back to school and get more training or do some online courses, spend the money or some, you try Coursera or Lynda.com. There's other resources where it's either inexpensive or free. Um, do you need more discipline? Figure out how to build a system around you know your goals. If you want to get to or on a new level, you have to be willing to stretch and do the required work. There's no way around it. You have to pick yourself. And picking yourself means deciding that, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I am willing to do to create those opportunities. And lastly... Step 10 of the Sakita method is all you need is a foot in the door. All you need is a toenail in that bitch. That's it. Bloom where you're planted, and an opportunity or position can be created for you. This is another one of those rules where I am a living, breathing example. I have turned internships into consulting gigs, I have turned employers into clients, I have turned full time. Uh, internships into full-time salaried positions that didn't exist before. Because again, you have the power to create your own luck and to create your own story and career path. And the sooner you realize that, the better. The sooner you realize that the more fulfilled you will be because the things that happen will be the things that you've made happen and not just things that are happening to you. If you take anything away from this episode. The Sakita Method. It's that you have the power. You are an influencer. In your own life. You can influence. The course of what your life. Will be. You can influence. What happens next. We sometimes feel. Like life is happening to us. But. Whether you like it or not, a lot of the things that happen are a reflection of our choices. So here is an opportunity for you to choose something different. What will you choose to do to get you to that next level? What will you choose to do to get you to that dream job? What will you choose to do to get you to a point of profitability in your business? As much as... As we want to have someone else to blame, we can only look in the mirror for most things and get very real about what we are or aren't doing, you know, to get to where we want to go. Again, the choice is yours. So I want to go through the 10 steps for the Sakita method one more time. Step one is to skip human resources and stalk the CEO. Step two is to shred your resume and cover letter and build a personal brand instead. Step three is you want to pick the company you want to work for. Don't let the company pick you. Step four, part-time effort yields part-time results. Step five, If you have a unique point of view, find a way to share it. Step six, build relationships. Networking doesn't begin when you need something. Step seven, cancel your subscription to Mediocrity. Step eight, accept responsibility for where you are. Step nine, pick yourself and create your own opportunities. And step 10, Bloom where you planted. All you need is a foot in the door. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hashtags and Stilettos. I want to hear from you. If you're listening from the iTunes app, review the podcast and rate it. If you're listening on SoundCloud, leave a comment and repost. Or you can talk about this in any other episode using the hashtags and stilettos hashtag on Twitter or any other platform. You can find the podcast-related posts on Instagram at hashtags and, stilettos. and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Success. That's M I S S Success, and on Snapchat at Miss Success with an extra S at the end. So that's M I S S Success with an extra S. I look forward to hearing your feedback. And make sure you tell a friend about this podcast because that's how we will grow. Talk to you soon.